This episode of Blitzed Pure Pro Surfing Nerdism is brought to you by the Usher Cup, a three-day board riders comp held this weekend at Snapper Rocks. Kidding me? Nothing screams Australian surfing pride like board riders club offs. And I think some of the most heinous and despicable acts of depravity ever have gone down at events just like this one, as has some of the most remarkable high-performance clutch shreddery ever seen. Best thing about the Asher Cup being on this weekend is it's copping a full-blown live stream with none other than your good pals, Smivy and Deadly, Hi. Bugs and Dean, unroll the red lippy because I've got a little dingo horn Morrison all on the mic. The Asher Cup kicks off uh, this Friday, the 28th, and uh, climaxes on Sunday the 30th. 73400 bucks up for grabs. And can you imagine how many cuts of piss that buys for the bus ride home? I think Angaria won it last year. And rumour has it, Jeremy Walters roof surfed from Twin Towns back to the Pacific Hotel with nothing but two prawns taped to his old fella. Magic times in the spirit of Will Weber. Oh, club surfing is alive and strong in Australia. If you're jonesing for a pro surfing hit before the pipe kickoff, log on to ashercarp.com this Friday, Saturday and Sunday for the big event. Competition surfing. Rashies. Oh, yeah. Baby, I can't get up. Yes, Shredheads, Waxheads, Kooks and Barneys, welcome to Ain't That Swell, Blitz! 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 Pure world tour surf nerdism at its absolute finest. I'm your host, the two-time Gold Cone Piece award-winning surf journalist, Scum Valley's finest himself, the punch-drunk pikey, the Sultan of Psilocybin, the Maestro of Micro Dosing Smithy. Joined here by Vaughn Dead, hey. front man of the Goons of Doom, former editor of Surfing World magazine, Tracks magazine, Waves magazine. Here we go, Vaughn. Here we go, Smithy. The 2022 World Tour season is upon us, <laughs> beginning with none other than the Pipe Masters, the crown jewel of professional surfing. Ah, you kidding me? Oh, lace up the boots, strap on the gloves, reposition the box, pick the spiderwebs out of your curling broom, Smithy. Because this is the one we've been waiting for, mate. Hey. JJF in prime form, absolutely peak form. You cannot argue that there is no better surfer in the world right now than John Florence. The three Brazilians right up behind him, 24 abdominal muscles between them, and a generation of prodigies hitting peak confidence, ready to live up to their long-heralded potential. Oh, a handful of ne'er-do-wells looking for that Oki sunny world title miracle year. A rookie class of absolute battlers ready to smash a few fucking egos by getting their morgues on. Oh, mate, and at the centre of it all, a 50-year-old screaming horned quadruped <laughs> looking to fucking rewrite the history books yet again. Oh, that's to say nothing to the uh, women's side, Smivy, um, which basically, what are we de- dealing with here? I think we're, we're uh, looking at, what, three of the greediest, most domineering champions ever seen in pro surfing, Steph, Carissa and Tyler, dominating for almost two decades now, about to be seriously challenged by uh, pipe specialists, aerial wizards, a new generation of power, uh, an entire wave of youth 
young enough to be these women's daughters, Smithy. Uh, it's not going to go all the way of the uh, alpha predators on the women's side of the draw either. And we're going back to Trestles, mate. We're heading back for that final day of glory. Can it live up to what we saw in 2021? So much to look forward to. How's your chops? Let's get into it, Vaughan. The headlines. At number seven, the wild cards. Uh, the WCL has made some major wild card appointments in the lead up to the Pipe Masters, and it could have the biggest impact on the event Agreed. in a decade. They have handpicked three of the best up and coming and one very established pipe specialist on the planet right now across the men's and uh, and women's divisions. Mm. Let's get into them. Right at the top, Moana Wong, wild card number one in the women's, a last start winner at Pipeline, taking out the HIC Pro WQS event in December. She's been described as, uh, well, this is by the Pipe Goat, mm. J-O-B, is the best female to ever surf Pipeline. She went absolutely mad at the Dahui backdoor shootout that ended mm. just a few days ago, completing a couple of what have to be the best pipe pits ever packed by a female. Uh, you know, grew up getting called into bombs by Uncle Derek, Uncle Mike, Mason, J-O-B. <laughs> and she's not afraid to get up in her competitor's grill either, regardless of their stature, as we saw with that famous stoush with Tatiana Weston Webb on the beach at Pipe after Tatiana committed one of the worst, most kookish drop-ins I've ever seen, stuffing Moana in the pit on her way in, uh, mm. Moana hit her head, then reportedly attempted to slap Taddy upside the head on the beach in true local style. Mm. Uh, she has a very unique and difficult to attain pedigree at Pipeline for a few reasons. Number one being it is almost impossible for women to get quality waves out there. Um, you know, Apart from Coco Ho, Carissa and Tyler Wright, I can barely remember a single female tour surfer getting a bomb off the pack out there, mm. apart from Moana, who has packed tons of them. So she's got the read out there. She knows how to find the thick pipe nuggets that stay open, knows how to position herself behind the peak where she can knife the drop and get pitted. The only downside I can see, uh, the only way I can really see her not going very deep into this event is if, is if it runs predominantly out back door. In which case, uh, the more experienced, hard-charging natural footers, Carissa, Tyler, Coco, could do the job on her. But she's got form with her back to the wall out there. Mm. So, um, you know, it's going to be a big assignment for the top seeds who are destined to come up against her in the early rounds. Vaughan, big time. What's big time. Read? Smithy, uh, big props to Rochelle Ballard, actually, for uh, jagging a few uh, in that sort of 90s, early millennia when the Kauai... Connection really dominated a pipe, uh, showed the way, especially at backdoor. But, yeah, the uh, lack of competitive experience uh, against the Alpha Queens uh, and maybe disappointing swell directions or a lack of swell, less than ideal conditions, that could work against Moana for sure. Uh, you can kind of imagine her paddling out against uh, a, a Sally Fitz or, um, I don't know, like a Gabriella Bryan or, or someone who she would kind of expect to beat if the surf was cooking. But if it's non-barreling or the swell's a bit dodgy, um, you know, we've seen it before. Pipe specialists, cone pigs, they look for waves that are, you know, their specialty where they're going to get scores and they just don't exist and they end up just getting uh, out sight before you even catch a wave. But, you know, it's a pipe year over there, Smith. It's a pipe year and uh, we've seen so much good stuff and everything that she did at the backdoor shootout, the HIC, it just screams that there's a pipeline legacy in the making here, the one for the, the ages. Uh, we know she's got the moxie, the grit, and the knowledge to smear her opponents across that reef as good as any first reef closeout. 
Uh, a lot of gumption in that part of the draw, as you say. Steph, Carissa, Tyler, Taddy, Joe Underfay. They all know how to pack it uh, when it's perfect, but when it's perfect. So, uh, you know, if we start to see second reef wash-throughs or, uh, you know, any true pipe, You've you got to have the, the – you get the sense that Moana could take it all the way deep to the finals. Uh, true pipe with those, uh, you know, those swells that don't offer a lot of backdoor, and particularly when it starts getting a bit too big for backdoor and backdoor becomes a, a crapshoot, that's what Moana's going to be hoping for. One of the real challenges at Pipeline is simply wave selection. And uh, if the backdoor shootout was any gauge – even the very best get it wrong there almost more often than not in the women's side mm. of uh, the draw or, uh, you know, just in women's surfing in general, purely you'd think because of the lack of experience out there. We saw KK, uh, Kiala Kennelly, you know, one of the most storied big wave lunatics mm. in the history of female surfing. And, you know, she played the, she played the kind of seniority card and just took more set waves than she probably deserved uh, in that strange contest format they ran there but far out she just failed to make i think she made one out of about 10 or 15 mm. meanwhile moana wong's sniffing around underneath her and just packing all of these uh you know kind of more dreamy really wide pipeline orbs so she's got the read on the joint she and does. i think that's just going to be all important moving forward in the draw in the men's side on the wild cards we've got hawaiian baron mamiya now, he's been christened the new face of the North Shore by the WSL, and he's been absolutely on fuego these past few seasons at the mm. pipeline. I'd put him third on the pecking order at pipe right now behind Jamie O'Brien and John John Florence. He put together the best section in Snapped 4, almost all of it at maxing pipeline. Should have won the 50K prize for the best section, but lost out on a technicality. Mm. Uh, he was a part of the Snapped 4 team that took out the backdoor shootout Alongside Mason Ho, the event winner, Benji Brand and Parker Coffin. No slouch in smaller conditions either. Coming 14th on the WQS, narrowly missing out in a world tour berth. He's on a roll, backdoor, pipe. I don't think it matters. Uh, Baron Mamiya. Mm, mate, uh, on a roll. look, there's, there's the John John Florence style of surf and pipeline, you know, which is it's borderline spiritual, isn't it? It's, uh, it's in the same sort of vein and spirit as your Lopez's, your Ho's. Curran, Machado, it's just effortless, perfect read, casual as fucking Crocs at a Sunday barbie. It's just, you know, it's borderline, it's it's bravado masquerading as fucking borderline aloofness, I reckon. It's, it's almost like you, the, the less you look like the care you care, the better you surf it. Um, but then there's the, the Tommy Victor Carroll, there's the Johnny Boy Gomes, uh, Kelly Slater as well, I'd, I'd, I'd chuck in this second group. The Sonny Garcia style of, of surfing pipe, which is attacking it like it's said something rude about your sister or your mum. You know, you're just fucking paddling out there and you're absolutely going at it. And I think Baron fits pretty squarely in that latter category. Um, both styles work and both styles win out there. But right now, that manic energy to go deeper, pump harder, race faster and come out in that, uh, you know, way after that giant projectile blowout after it's just spent its load into the channel. That seems to be the pipe surfing that's singing. Um, John John aside, of course, because he's on a whole another, another level. But, um, yeah, the Snap 4 win, I think that proved that, that that style is is really the go-to. I think he'll go full werewolf in London. Jeez, he's an exciting name in that draw. Yeah, it's such a rough 
kind of a rough situation for the top seeds to deal with at Pipeline. And uh, I can only think of really Chopes as being the other place on tour where the top seeds get uh, a, a rougher end of the stick. You know, mm. you're coming up against tried and tested Cone Pig, Cone Pig Pipe Specialists. And they've wreaked havoc Time and time again on the top seeds, uh, you know, Gavin Gillette destroying Parco's world title run back in 2009 springs to mind. Oh, it's endless. Uh, so, I mean, fuck, yeah, it, it, it's an interesting scenario. Yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah, well, it just comes down to, uh, you know, how much froth and energy is Barry going to paddle out into that heat with and uh, will it sort of cloud movements or judgment against those top seeds who, you know, have no worries, Smivy. Uh, paddling around on the inside, using priority, blocking waves, and like just, just there will be no fear from those guys to use those tactics, even if pipes bombing. And that's what you got to watch out for. It's one thing to get a ten point right out there and be hunting those big ones. It's another thing to make sure you've got a strategy in place if it's not going your way. Hey, at the more experienced end of the spectrum, peruse Miguel Tudela, the underground pipe maniac. So underground, the WSL has spelt his name wrong on the website. <laughs> uh, what an event this is shaping up for, for yeah. Peruvian surfing. The first time in history they will have two male competitors in the main event in wild card Tudela and uh, the first ever Peruvian world tour surfer, Luca Macinas. Chidela, mm. um, former competitor on the big wave world tour events in Peru, Chile, and Mexico back in 2014-15. And uh, we've been following his performances at Pipe pretty intently on this program. You'd remember Vaughn, he pin-dropped out of the lip on what was one of the heaviest pipe waves oh, yeah. ever seen. Yep. Stab called it the best pipe wave in a decade, if not ever. Looked uh, a bit similar to that one you ran on the cover of Surfing World of John Florence uh, a few Just years back. Just the fever. Yeah, only twice as mutant on the end mm. section. Uh, the thing looked like a fucking 10 to 15 foot triple up. <laughs> he went, didn't get under it, pin dropped out of the lip, got fucked up. Um, yeah, and if you want to see some other buttery pipe surfing from Miguel Chudela, check out his Wave of the Winter entry in the... 2020 season, a fucked up pipe double up, blown out straight into the biggest, cleanest frontside uh, frontside grab punt you're likely to see as buttery a combo as you can get at mm. pipe, pretty much. So, um, I mean, what we know about Miguel is that in order to get the kinds of waves he's gotten at pipe as a foreigner, he would have spent that much time in the lineup there. The fucking turtles would be on first-name basis with him. He's the human incarnation of a barnacle on the backside of the pipe reef he's that established in that lineup. It's true, mate. And uh, last time I was in Hawaii, Smith, Miguel occupied the top floor, the, the, the premium bedroom, the number one bedroom on the entire North Shore Strip is the top floor of the Volcom House. And uh, that's where he was staying. Um, that's Jerry Lopez's old room. Wow. And uh, you can just imagine, like, you, you can imagine every night as you go to bed, just when you're in that sort of, like, little state between REM and, and, and consciousness and uh, unconsciousness, just apparitions of Jerry appearing and, and sort of, like, guiding you, giving you that orb chakra, that perfect line to, uh, you know, navigate the innards of pipeline. So uh, I think it speaks of Miguel's stature and respect to occupy that space um, for the Vulcan team to give him that room. Uh, he's an experienced head in competition too, man. He, he won't be rattled. There's so much hype and energy going into these first events of the seasons, any event at Pipeline anyway. But, you know, Miguel, uh, he's been in a million uh, Vulcan Pipe Pros. He's 
he knows the waves to pick, as we said with uh, Moana as well. I don't think anyone really would be paddling out there against Miguel taking him as anything less than a real threat. Um, and I just feel like, uh, yeah, the, the, it's the, the big predators who will probably be more worried than uh, anyone else in the draw of someone like Miguel because they just know how good he is. And if it's a true pipe swell, and I, I keep saying this, Smithy, because pipeline, it, it kind of has a lot of different moods, but generally what we see out there is backdoor years where backdoor just dominates or we see true pipe years. Uh, 2000 is probably the most obvious one that springs to mind, Machado and um, Mick Lowe, where we saw almost zero backdoor. If it's one of those pipe years where it's just macking, and uh, we've seen a lot of it this year, backdoor shootout had tons of, of real pipe. Miguel could easily win this thing, man. Mm. It's, it's not even a slight exaggeration. Mm. I don't want to lapse into conspiracy theory, but... Oh, uh, here we go. He didn't manage to get that top floor at the Volcom House uh, by greasing a few palms with Peru's most famous export. <laughs> a few kilos of premium-grade llama wool. <laughs> It was our pack of wool, one of the two. But, yeah, I don't know how he got that top floor there. I mean, that's incredible. Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. What yeah. a piece of real estate it is. Yeah, I've, uh, I've actually, uh, poor old Miguel, I've, I've been uh, in that top floor for um, post-event parties. And he's just lying in bed trying to get sleep while the rest of us are just going, fucking turbo up there, Smithy. Where's the llama wool? <laughs> Where's the alpaca? <laughs> Psst. Oi, Miguel, wake up, mate. Need some more llama wool, bruh. <laughs> 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 Pretty pissed week if you ask me. At number six, <laughs> it's the inaugural women's pipe masters. Uh, what a what a moment for the women! A fully legislated full event window at Pipeline for the first time ever. Uh, they finished the event there last year after a shark fatality at Honolulu Bay. So mm. this will be the first time the World Tour event has ever been run in its totality at Pipeline. Born thoughts on how big of a moment this is for women's surfing? I think it's on par with anything that's ever happened in women's surfing, Smithy. I think this is one of the last, you know, walls to be smashed down and um, can't really understate the importance of, of just what this means because equal opportunity is all the women need to showcase what they can do. And it might take a couple of years before we start seeing, you know, uh, a real understanding of Pipeline. But this is where it starts, man. And there will be 10-year-old girls watching this and dreaming of just fucking paddling over the edge and just grabbing the rail and just pig-dogging into the guts of the fucking place. And that's something that I really think is long overdue. Long, long overdue. Uh, the other great thing about this, Smithy, and it couldn't have come at a better time, is the backdoor shootout because the precedent has been set. Um... We've talked about it last year, but what KK, Moana, and in particular, Bethany Hamilton. I mean, what she did out there, it just sets the fucking stage for every single competitor who's going in this first Women's Pipe Masters. Uh, and I think they're going to step up, mate. Uh, I really believe that uh, this is ground zero, and I reckon every woman in the draw will feel the responsibility to all who have come before and all who will come after to send it deluxe. Yeah, that is the concern. It is whether they're going to have the moxie to pack it at pipe. I mean, uh, we saw the women at Chopes. I can't remember when that event wrapped up for the women. It's back on the schedule. But, I mean, they they just weren't up to the task at that time in history. Um, and, you know, if we're giving Pipeline the crown jewel of world surfing, uh, 
over to the women to compete at, they're going to have to go. So if it's big and heavy pipe, it's going to be a serious, serious task uh, for the women. And it's it's an unenviable task too, given how little experience many of them w- will have had in the lineup there. Oh, it's 100% there, so. true. And I think that fans of pro surfing need to be real about what they're going to see out there. But at the same time, there's no excuse, Smivy, for not having a crack. If Bethany Hamilton is out there doing what she's doing, if Moana and KK, you know, like these women have been desperate for that opportunity. Like they, they have literally tried for fucking their entire careers to get waves and heats out there. And it's everyone's responsibility to respect that. You know, like we don't want to see people coming in injured, mm. but there's got to be the commitment. The, there has to be that commitment to having a fucking red hot dig. And I really just think that that, um, that backdoor shootout has provided the, the ultimate platform for the women to say, right, okay, yeah, this can be done. We know it can be done. And Bethany Hamilton, that's all you needed to see if you're a, um, a pro surfer, if you're going to be out there representing your country, representing yourself, that's the performance that you'll, you'll take out there when you paddle out. Absolutely. Absolutely well said. Hey. Number five, Vaughn, the female contenders for the crown at Pipe. Carissa Moore, top of that list. Uh, Carissa is from town, as they call it over there, meaning Honolulu. So on the south side uh, of Oahu, as opposed to country, which is the north shore of Oahu. Um, so whatever big wave game she's generated, she's had to work for, meaning your Tyler Wrights, uh, you know, can definitely get the job done on her as Tyler did in the last pipe masters for the women, uh, the Honolulu event, which was finished there. Um, Carissa, what's your read on her? Yeah, I think that, um, I think she's the best surfer in the world, uh, by a long, long way. Um, best female surfer in the world. And I don't really see anyone challenging her out here based on the backdoor clip she's dropped already. She just looks so at home in that surf, man. She's just nothing about it looks timid or, uh, you know, she, she's basically paddling in behind the peak and doing it exactly how you're meant to do it. You just drive off the bottom and you just stand there and just watch it all just go mad around you. And, uh, you know, if you if you have any sort of doubt or or just misgivings about what you're doing, it just exposes you instantly backdoor and, and she's got it. And we've seen her pack probably the best pipe wave backhand um, still that uh, has been ridden um, at the pipe. So, I don't know. I think she'll uh, win this one. I think she'll do it easy. And I feel like it's just world title number six is just sitting there for her if she, you know, can continue the momentum from last year. Tyler Wright, technically the, the defending champ at Pipeline, uh, beating Chris there last year. And, uh, you know, a, a South Coast, New South Wales slab queen. She's got plenty of form in long period, Pacific Juice at Pea Pass, Cloud Break, and now Backdoor uh, slash Pipe, part of one of the hardest charging, most tubed surfing families in the history of the sport, the Wright Clan, with Owen and Mikey in her corner. You can bet she's like going oh, to be as primed as can be and ready to go fucking ham mm. in the world's best and most deadliest A-frame. She's going to be tough to beat, Vaughn. Uh, and how good would it be to see, you know, a uh, Tyler Wright, Owen Wright, double victory at the oh. Pipe Masters. These, that would shut this country down. <laughs> it would be one for the ages, Smithy. I know that you and I would definitely be donning the gaffs and uh, 
you know, walking down the street, banging our big uh, symbols, just the big right symbols. But yeah, mate, oh, it's an interesting one for me. Tyler uh, has been through so much physically and emotionally over the past couple of years. I mean, she's grown a lot, obviously, matured, sought out other interests, developed new passions, uh, become an activist and someone who wants to use her profile and success to make meaningful and positive change to the world. So there's so much going on there inside Tyler. And I mean, as a result, and I wouldn't know, I wouldn't say that this is directly because of that, but um, there's, there's kind of been very little of her. Yeah, she's just sort of disappeared uh, from, you know, where she excels in the Rashi. Uh, yes, she won pipe at the start of last year, but the rest of the year was a bit of a write-off. So will she come at it with, um, you know, a mindset of, you know, uh, yep, the last few years have been uh, a real eye-opener. I'm just, I'm ready to sort of let go and just relax it back into my career. Or will she come at it with just a warlike mindset where it's just, um, you know, like all eyes on the prize and nothing else? It's, uh, I don't think we'll know till she paddles out and uh, we get to see her in that first sort of post-heat interview. Um, sounds weird, but I think she's the dark horse. Uh, I think, you know, even though she's got two world titles and the skill level is on par with Carissa, Steph, the, the all-time greats, it just, we won't really know, like, you know, what Tyler's coming to the party and how she's going to be until she gets there. So for me, big dark horse. And as you say, I'd love to see her just tap into a bit of enjoyment and bring that in with the rest of the stuff that she's developed as a human. It's uh, it's awesome to see. Mm. I actually think she's the best tube rider on the Women's World Tour at the moment. Uh, you know, just having that pedigree in those South Coast slabs um, and then, yeah, backside at Cloud Break. Uh, you know, I think that she can just fucking knife a couple of nines at backdoor. Mm. Um, and, yeah, if it runs predominantly at pipe for the women, that's going to be a real challenge for the natural footers. But uh, I think she's just the most purebred tube pig going on the world tour. I also, mate, just, just that win last, last year and getting that time out there, that will just do... So much for, you know, Tyler's belief, mm. I think. I think she'll paddle out there now going, all right, well, I've got the trophy. Now it's time to prove it because this is the first pipe event. And can you imagine having older brothers and the younger brother uh, or just brothers in the form of Mikey and Owen? I mean, they are two of the hardest charging people on the planet. Mm. No one sends it harder. Um, you know, just for sheer bragging rights you know she's going to send it oh, she has time. to yeah. she's going to be so primed and ready to go and it's just in their blood they are just an incredible surfing family especially in waves of mortal conicals get a gath on mm. get a gath on if you need that little tiny extra sliver of just eliminating the fear just by a sliver by a slim little thin film of plastic <laughs> just fucking do it because i just reckon it'll make a world of difference look what it you know owen is beating the drum hard for how much that makes him feel good in the surf. I reckon Tyler could benefit from that as well. And just quickly, Vaughn, the Hawaiian Super Groms are about to make their berth on the World Tour. Uh, I'll be very interested to see how they go out there. Betty Lou Secura from Oahu. Uh, Gabriella Bryan, the diminutive big wave psycho from Kauai. Luana Silva, the 17-year-old, also from Oahu. Thoughts on how this uh, new batch of Hawaiian super Grom talent is going to go? The big thing for all these Groms is paddling out against heroes and really wanting to destroy them. And, and you add the extra pressure of having to put on a performance at Pipeline. There's a lot to think about, man. 
And I think maybe the experience and the cool heads of, of having been there and been in these positions before will probably win out on this occasion. Betty Lou is probably going to be the big threat at, at backdoor. Mm. Uh, Gabriella is from there too, obviously, and, and probably just as capable. And, geez, mate, it's, it's a tricky one. I mean, I just don't know how much time these women have spent at Pipe, but you get the feeling it's more than you think. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I guess they've spent enough time out in the lineup observing it, even if they're not getting the good ones. And they uh, all those groms, mate, they've all spent their entire lives in those front yards at the Volcom houses and uh, or the Quickie houses or whatever's along the strip there and running down and playing in the shoreys and feeling that energy and being around it forever. I think these groms could actually go deep. I just... Uh, it's a lot to think about for your first comp, don't you? Yeah, Pipe. I mean, the coaches in their corners are incredible when you're looking at, you know, Ross Williams, Kahaya Hart. Mm. They're not going to be underdone. They're not going to be struggling for lineups uh, and positioning. One thing that does count against Groms is just their life diminutive frames. Pipeline and backdoor are not waves that favour small bodies. Mm. Uh, you know, you want to have girth and weight and strength and you've got to be able to woman handle it uh so to speak so yeah. i think uh that's going to be a if, if it's solid if it's six to eight foot yeah i can't see any tiny little uh super groms progressing too deep in the draw yeah uh one person to keep an eye on will be molly picklam got the wild card uh or sorry the the, the call up to the ct uh, we talk about a lot on this show we were disappointed that she missed out uh, in that last event last year, but mate, she's from the sunny coast. She knows how to handle a slab big time, mate. Uh, Jughead was telling me a classic story uh, where he was towing her into, into waves um, at a couple of those real, real below sea level, fucking gurgling, orbular, fucking death slabs. And um, she was screaming at him, you know, go slower, pull me in deeper, just barking at him the wow. entire time, you know, and he's like, he knows the waves, you know, how to surf them. And she's screaming out orders at him. And sure enough, you know, he goes, right, I'll slow down then. And she just gets absolutely fucking detonated, comes up laughing. So uh, I think that, you know, the reef, the pressure, the fucking power of these waves, they might actually fall into someone like Molly's little uh, little window of comfort. Yeah, that's an incredible insight because the Australian slab, you know, breaks with uh, kind of typically shorter period energy, making it a bit more technical mm. than pipe and backdoor. Um, you know, we're talking about boils, more compact, not the space in the tube that pipe and backdoor give you. Uh, and having someone like Jughead in your corner, whipping Ooh. you in and Ooh. just calling the shots, there is no other more storied underground tube pig mm. in the history of Australian surfing. The guy put slab surfing on the map in this country. So, uh, yeah, Molly Picklam's not coming into this yeah. event. And Micro, Micro will be there with her as well. Mm. So, uh, yeah, lots of, lots of good signs for Molly and... You know, overcoming that disappointment of last year, that'll just be completely and utterly erased. That won't even be a memory. It won't factor in anywhere. Other than maybe just not letting the situation get the better of you. I think that's that's probably the takeaway from from what we saw in that uh, last Changers series event at Halley Over Smith. He's the 2012 Pipeline Master. He's the surfer, surfer too. He's a sunny coast coolie legend. He's drink juice, too. When it comes to professional surfing, he's our swellian guru. If anyone knows, you know who knows? Parkos knows. Parkos knows. Girls charge, are charging it, so I think it's going to be exciting. I think, um, you know, there's going to definitely be some spills and thrills for sure. 
um, girls that probably had enough time out there, but then girls like Tatiana and stuff will thrive on it when it's big. Number four, Ryan Callanan, one of Australia's big world title hopes, breaks his wrist with a pretty sickening uh, massive full rote frontside grab air reverse, just stomp the thing straight onto his arm. Like, fuck, it looks super gross. Mm. Um, I mean, usually around four to six weeks in any broken bone at the minimum. So far from the ideal start for him, considering the mid-year cutoff is uh, just prior to G-Land, which he'll be absolutely licking his lips for. Um, you know, not that he has any real weaknesses in his surfing. It's just sheerly a matter of getting his head straight for the competitive grind. Uh, you know, it's not his natural state. He's one of the friendliest, kindest, gentlest surfers or humans you're ever likely to meet. Uh, Vaughn, you had a chat with him. Should we uh, hear what he had to say? Yeah, let's get into it. What have you done, mate? Tell us about the injury. How bad is it? How long are you going to be out for? Um, it's a bit unsure at the moment. It's basically, I tried an air and landed wrist on the board and broke my radius. I got a plate and a bunch of screws in there. But um, I think from what I hear, the plate makes it stronger and better so you can start rehabbing straight away. But bone breaks generally take around six weeks to heal. But um, still completely unsure at this stage. I see the surgeon tomorrow and um, I'll have more news then so, uh, what sort of rehab are we talking about here um exercising the hand as vigorously as possible rubbing it backward and forward on certain parts of the anatomy <laughs> uh, i'm not up to that stage yet <laughs> but hopefully soon it's pretty minimal at the moment it's just yeah forwards and backwards like you said Small angles. Mate, uh, so I know it's, um, what, what's your best case scenario? Like, uh, you know, your personal just sort of mental goal to get back. What do you want to be back for? Yeah, I mean, like, obviously missing any events is pretty hard. Pipe is sounding pretty out of the question at the moment. But, I mean, depending what's set, what they tell me tomorrow, it's maybe potentially achievable. I mean, best case scenario for me would be sunset onwards. Um, but just seeing how it goes right now, there's no way I could surf, but who knows where I'll be in two or three weeks. So, yeah, I'd love to be in sunset. Mate, it's not the ideal prep for 2022, but um, how, how was your mindset sort of going into this year compared to previous years on tour? Yeah, I, I was actually... You know, the off-season kind of brings you ups and downs and makes you reset a little bit. But uh, this year I was kind of – I was actually got really excited for it before this injury, obviously. But, um, you know, I obviously you always have results-based goals and stuff, but I just really felt like it was a – this year I was pretty excited to, to try and start bringing um, some of my best surfing, which I, I don't feel I've done yet in competition and – it's uh, so yeah. I guess that's a that's a pretty exciting feeling to to show what's what's possible for me and and to do some of my best surfing in the jersey. How hard is it, mate? I mean, the the free surfing clips that you've dropped, the one particularly in just before um, Newcastle last year, some of the best surfing you know that we saw all year in any clip. I mean, I'm sure you've spoken to uh, Dog about this, but how do you break? into that mindset during a heat? Is it is it something that you've struggled with, do you reckon? Or 
I mean, do you just get too mental? What's his sort of take on and your own take on on bringing that out in the rashy? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's something we speak about quite often and um, obviously something I've, I always want to do, but it's just eluded me in the last few years. I think just that competition mindset of completion and, you know, picking the best waves and making the most of your opportunities and, you know, the judging here and there has fluctuated a bit in the last few years too where I feel like airs were always scoring but at some stages you had to do gigantic ones to even get a nudge of a score up into the excellent range so sometimes it was just you know more relevant more easier and less risk just to do it another snap or something and you're going to get kind of a similar score um but, you know, it's it's definitely something we look at and something, you know, maybe the strategy has to change where I give myself more opportunities and don't sit and wait just for those two amazing waves. But I think just something that, you know, my confidence in myself and, and bringing that out and giving myself the opportunity or taking the opportunity when it comes to, to lift to that next level is is something that really excites me now and it's made, made me a bit scared in the past but I'm, I'm willing to give it a go mm-hmm. grit and mongrel mate <laughs> it's just uh it's not like it's not there in you and I'm, we all know you've got it uh we've seen it in in many heats particularly your uh, medina heats but let's just um talk about the morgue effect for a while uh for a second and, and just sort of what effect did it have on you seeing morgues just attack it with absolute fearlessness and get the results. Did you take much away from that? Was it fun to watch or was it like a bit of a kick in the pants for you? <laughs> I mean, we always want to see our mates do well, don't we? And at the same time, it's a kick in the pants mm. <laughs> too because I feel like I've been trying to do that and he just comes on and blasts, blasts on the scene and does incredible, which is amazing. But, um, yeah, I mean, to draw inspiration from it, you just see how hard he was going and, nothing seemed to phase him he, he was surfing like he had nothing to lose and you know that's probably the hardest thing on this tour is to to find that mindset where you have nothing to lose because i don't know every heat seems to hold a lot of weight sometimes um where he just was acting like it didn't matter win or win lose or draw and he was just going for it and picking the best waves and attacking every time so i mean just seeing him do that and seeing it's possible and seeing what he achieved is very inspirational i feel like for yourself um and perhaps guys like uh kanoa and and griff who are all world title contenders who are just starting to hit that point in their career where they've got a couple of years under the belt and you know they've that you're just on the cusp of those big breakthrough results that'll uh accelerate you into those world title combos and I feel like what Morgs did last year really lit a fire under those guys who we uh, haven't really seen reach full potential yet. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. I, I think it's, in a way, just kind of bred into the surfers. Um, you know, oh, you do the QS and the CT first year and you just got to survive and requalify, And then the next few years you build up and then you really make your title run where Morgs shows that that just was <laughs> you know he broke all the barriers and uh, the stereotypes and stigmas and just kind of went for it and and he put himself right in that area to to get a title in his rookie year which is just you know unheard of mm. um so to see i mean to see that it's possible I, and to see guys that have been on tour like you said canoas and griffs and myself and just that you know 
you don't need that big build-up of getting ready and preparing. It's just if you can go out and put it all together and just keep going for it and not let anything slow you down and anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, let me paraphrase that by saying, just rip their fucking heads off, mate. Just rip exactly. their fucking heads off. <laughs> every heat, every event. <laughs> <laughs> mate, um, let, let's talk about pipe quickly. Uh, it, it's just... The most anticipation, you know, I think everyone's had. We got a full season laid out. There's incredible waves. There's a mid-year cutoff. There's so much to look forward to coming into this one. Like, how do you focus on Pipeline as the first event of the season? Oh, I, I think it's exciting. You know, you see all those guys, like Baron, those guys, they just do it year in and year out. John, um, Mason's had plenty of wild cards in there, but just all those Hawaiian guys, they just get so many good waves. And, mm. you know, um, even watching the backdoor shootout and stuff, just seeing seeing an empty lineup out there just gets got me really excited. Mm. It's just that, that wave that, you know, you're fighting you're fighting all your free surfs and everything just to try and snag one or, or get close to one. And then, you know, that... Um, I guess just the preparation would be to just be out there and see what those guys look at, the waves, the lineups, the, you know, everything that's pretty standard event prep. But then once you get that 30 minutes or however long, it's finding that wave that you think they'd go or that you want to get that you haven't been able to get for the, <laughs> for the weeks leading up to it and going mm, for it. You had to sort of pick someone from the outside looking in as it, as it might be for you this year. Who would you be saying is going to be the the people to beat? Yeah, like you said, John's just night and day out there. I, I believe Gabby's up in that realm too, you know, for for someone that doesn't live there. And I think he's made like the last three or four finals of, of the event in the last few years. So you can never count him out. Um, but I, I believe there'll be a couple, couple wildcard guys coming in, you know, not wildcard in the sense of into the event, but, you know, some rookies. I know Jao Chianka, he he goes pretty hard out in Hawaii. And, um, you know, guys like Jack Robbo is always, he's shown what he can do out there. So I feel like those kind of guys are going to be exceptional to watch as well. And um, it's going to be a great year. Every year is good out there, but I think this year could be a bit of a shake-up. Mm, let's just hope it's pumping. And, and what about the women, mate? This is really... Uh... The very first Pipe Masters. We got a little taste of it last year with the finals and whatnot. But uh, uh, how do you think the women are going to handle it out there? I mean, based off what Moana's done, it, it shows what, what's possible. Um, and especially, you know, I mean, just getting your free surfs out there and trying to get waves is the hardest part. So I think once the girls get a bit of time out there in the jersey to themselves to pick the waves they actually want, I think there'll be some crack and rides go down. I don't, I haven't seen much of the younger girls that qualified. Um, I'm sure they have a go out there and, you know, that'll be super exciting to watch. But you saw Carissa get a, a couple really good ones and I know Taddy always has a go. She was in Tahiti the other year when we were there and she was really going for it. Um, so I think it'll be it'll be pretty exciting to watch, and I'm sure there'll be some incredible rides and probably a few good wipeouts too. Let's uh, just do a little prediction quickly. It's uh, the end of the year, and uh, your top five for uh, the world title. Uh, do you see anyone troubling the big four? The uh, John, John, Medina, Italo, Felipe. Do you see those guys? Um, either any of those guys not making the cut? Uh, 
John, Gabby, Italo, Philippe, they're pretty rock solid, aren't they? I mean, I feel like Geordie's going to come back with a bit of a fire. Um, I feel like he's he's due in there and, you know, at an event where if he can just make the top five and then turn it on for a day, I think on his day he can, he can mix it with those guys as well. I'd love to see myself in there in the top five. Um, we all would, mate. We all would. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm aiming for this year. But um, yeah, you know the top five, six, seven guys is Kanoa, Griff. Um, those two seem like they've stepped it up in the last couple of years, pretty incredibly. I mean, Kalohe even seems like he's got a good fire in his belly. He's in a great place with the new bub, um, and. Yeah, I, I just I believe it's going to be a really exciting year, and, and actually I think the mid-year cut's going to help it with a bit of a shake-up because I feel like once that cut's done and no one's got anything to lose within falling off tour, everyone will be going for it a lot more. So I think we're going to see some great surfing, and there might be some different names that we're not used to seeing in there. Pretty piss week, if you ask me. Wow, some uh, some big takeaways there, Kanoa Griff. And himself in in the top five, mm. uh, hard to argue with that. Kanoe Garashi, he's a uh, a former runner up at the Pipe Masters. You know, one of the most well rounded and in some ways underrated surfers uh, on the world tour in terms of their capacity to have a tilt at the world title. Griffin Colapinto is just going from strength to strength to strength. Mm. He's the surfer who just seems to continue improving. Yeah. He's super young, so much untapped potential there. And Callan and Vaughan. Mm. I mean, why shouldn't he win a world title? Again, there's just no weaknesses in his surfing. It nah. doesn't matter. No, nah, no, nah, it's, it's, Where it's you put him. such a good chat, man. I... Um... I think he's absolutely right. I mean, the, the the only reason why these guys aren't in these world title conversations yet is because the top four spots are just so heavily occupied. Like, you just – there is a definite gap. I don't know why it's there or whatever, but I guess it's just the proof is in the pudding. And, um, you know, John John, Gabby, Italo and Felipe just seem to win everything. And and it's it's the difference between being – uh, someone who's got all the talent and all the skill and can drop free surfing clips and can blow your fucking head off and someone who just paddles out knowing that they're going to beat you. Mm. Um, you heard Callanan talking about it there, Smith, you know, being able to bring that, that fucking energy and that belief that you have in your free surfs and just, it's the morgues factor, mate. Just get in there and just fucking go for it. Like, you, you've got to tap that sense of belief and that, like, nothing to lose mentality. Like that That's... The only way that you're going to get into that top four. Um, but Callanan, yeah, he, he deserves to be there. I think that that's a really interesting race going on there. Um, Ethan Ewing's another guy you slot into that skill set of just why. You know, the question has to be asked, why? And uh, Robbo, he was there too in, in, in some respects until he, he had that breakthrough win. But here's a little something to consider, Smith. You know, Callanan's been on tour for a while. He, he came on, went off. He's done lots of stuff that great surfers do before they have a run of success. And I just look at G-Land, think about this. Luke Egan was on tour for 10 years before he won his first CT. And as soon as he did, he went on massive world title runs. You know, he really went hard at it, came second to uh, Andy one year. Um, And this is all kind of in the back half of his career. 
and you just look at G-Land, you look at the Novocastrian, you look at what Louis did mm. there, and you just sort of, you can see some parallels starting to build for our cow, mate. Oh, mate. I just imagine seeing another newy, goofy foot, lead foot, fucking, you know, tail sliding maniac bring home the fucking goodang to the fucking gutto gutto over there in Indo. Oh, big bowl of it. Now the addition of G-Land to the tour, it's uh, you know, it's creating a bit of a goofy foots paradise in the 2022 incarnation mm. of World Tour Surfing. They were whinging for many years there that there was too many rights. <laughs> whinging, fucking pro surfers. Maybe they had a point, but this year with Pipe, uh, G-Land, Chopes, you know, Super Tubes at Portugal is is an A-frame. It's often a hollow left. Yep. Uh, there's plenty of plenty of uh, yeah. It's been evened out for the goofs. But yeah, Callanan, why not? Get up there, get into it. Hey. Get us a world title, you little, well, not so little, you Elasto Man maniac. Mm. Hey, get back on protection, you mutt. Number three, the Hawaiian Stormborn, led, of course, by John John Florence in the men's. Uh, he's the defending Pipe Masters champ, fresh off a win at the HIC Pipe WQS, a runner up to Mason Ho in the Dahui Backdoor Shootout. A win at the Halieva Challenger Series event in a canter, might I add. Uh, he's second only to Jamie O'Brien, arguably as the greatest pipeline and backdoor exponent in history. He's back from yet another injury-plagued year and absolutely frothing at the jowls. Does he need any extra motivation? Can he be stopped, VD? No. Nah. <laughs> and, mate, let's, uh, let's have a listen. I, I gave um, got a little section to drop into Blitzed. Might make it a regular. It's Parko's nose. And uh, if anyone knows, Parko's nose. So let's have a listen to the 2012 Pipe Master on how he rates John John Florence. Not just uh, not just his chances in this 2022 Pipeline Masters, but just as a pipeline surfer in general. If anyone knows, you know who knows? Parko's nose. Parko's nose. He's on another level. Uh, mate, that's just the that's the the best surfer, uh, best surfer in the world, the best pipe surfer in the world, and it's his it's his backyard, and he's in he's at home in that way. Like, poof. I can imagine the feeling that he feels when he walks down that beach. It must be incredible. Like he must walk down there, just you know, he's seen it in every mood it can possibly go in. He knows it like the back of his hand. You know, he can probably close his eyes and feel where he is on the reef by the way the water moves. Like, that's when you know he's just, he's a freak. Mm-hmm. Do you see anyone being able to challenge him for the win, mate? No, I don't. <laughs> mate, I mean, Gabriel would have to put on an absolute clinic and John John have a shocker, but I can't see how even John John's, you know, average heat is still going to be incredibly hard to beat. Wow. That's a uh, that's a huge statement from Parker there. I mean, you talk about confidence, you talk about belief. At Pipeline, no one is going to be more jacked on the gear than John John. That said, though, Vaughn, uh, the Pipecom ha- has, I mean, as good as he is out there, he's undeniable out there. Mm. But the Pipe Comp, the Pipe Masters, has been a bit of a hoodoo for him in years gone by. I mean, hard to believe 2021 was his first Pipe Masters win, especially having won something like four or five Vulcan Pipe Pros Mm. by then. Um, You know, this might have to do with when they've held the Pipe Comp in the past, at the start of December, when the event would traditionally feature at least one or two really average days at Pipe. 
Um, now, with it later in the season, in the prime window, you're expecting Hall of Fame pipe conditions like we had last year uh, with him winning the event. Um, and I think that's going to have a major effect on the event and really play into the pipe specialist's hands versus everyone else. Uh, just, man, let's just take a quick trip down mm. memory lane and look at just how long his road to victory at his home break was in the Pipe Masters. Because, mm. uh, in fact, it was actually 13 years between his first outing in the event and his eventual victory. Here's the breakdown. And uh, maybe there's a hint to a weakness in here that you can pick out, <laughs> Vaughn. Um, you know, he was beaten by Medina in 2019 in the quarters. He missed 2018 due to injury. Second to Jeremy Flores in 2017. Fifth to Michelle Perez in 2016. A ninth to CJ Hobgood way back in 2015. A fifth to Josh Kerr in 2014. A runner-up to De Goat in 2013 when he stuffed that fucking mm. death trap that blew Trump's two payoff that <laughs> spat that hard. Thirteenth uh, to Seabass the year before that. Fifth to the Goat in 2011. Thirteenth to the Goat in 2010. A ninth to Damien Hobgood in 2009, and a 33rd Jeez. to none other than Suffolk Park's very finest, the Kamish, Kieran Perro, mm. back in 2008. So uh, oh. it's taken him yeah. a while to reach the pinnacle of the Pipe Masters one. I think the, the weakness, and it's it's not to anyone else's real advantage anymore, Smithy, but it, it would have been the pressure he was putting on himself to win at home. And, you know, I mean, you, you look at, we, we saw a similar thing at Newcastle uh, last year, you know, like you've got a, a home CT for Callanan, for Morgs, for, for Baker, you know, the whole city's there. Everyone wants it so bad. Everyone's expecting it. And Newcastle uh, is one of those events, nothing like Pipe, of course, but it does showcase in its all its history. It's one of the, you know, longest running surf comps in the world. No local has ever won it. There's a, there's a pressure you put on yourself when you're surfing your home break. And I just think it just, you know, every year you don't do it. It, that, that weight just becomes a little more unbearable. The monkey's off the back. Like, it, it's done now. Like, you know, John John is not going to be paddling out there feeling anywhere near the pressure that he's felt in those previous years. Um, and I don't really – I agree with Parker. I just don't see it happening. And, and one of the other really crazy things about what Parker said in that um, little soundbite, Smivy, he is a Gabby super fan, Parker. You know, he, you get him, and, and this is the most – you know, a guy who is lauded for pure line, absolute understanding of wave riding and, and where to be on a wave and all of that stuff. And he doesn't even see Gabby really getting close to him. You know, saying maybe, yeah, not really, but that says so much to me because I know how much uh, Parco appreciates what Gabby does, the finer details of, of Gabby's approach. So for him to just sort of call it out and just go, no, nah, there's there's no one. Uh, there's no one other than John. John, it's it sort of really puts some extra weight on what we're looking at for this year's Pipe Masters and what it's going to take to overcome him. It's going to take a lot. Pretty pissed week, if you ask me. Still in the Hawaiian storm, Zeke Lauer, consummate performance at the Dahui backdoor shootout. He had one really memorable backdoor make that had me out of my seat. Uh, he's adopted that pipeline, no hands, backside pump, deep in the belly of the beast that John and J.O.B. have turned into an absolute art form out there. Could surprise some people here. He's a firebrand. He's one of the biggest hotheads of his generation uh, who, you know, he's going to put it on you in a heat and he'll put it on you after the heat if things don't go his way, according to one former Aussie World Tour competitor I was speaking to recently. Mm. Uh, all of which I think means 
you know, it kind of points to the fact that he gets more than his share at pipe and backdoor. You, you know, you know he's pulling rank on the other Hawaiian Groms and gaming the pecking order. Sonny Garcia reincarnate. I'll be watching Freaky Zeke's heats mm. very closely, Vaughn. Yeah, I, the, the you just start to look. There's only one real heat that I want to see Zeke surf, and that's against John John because we just spoke about how impenetrable the force field of pipe. Glory is that John John's sitting underneath, almost like invincible. Uh, Zeke could be the guy, but you know, John John's got a memory. He's, he'll be th- looking at Zeke if, if uh, they're on the same side of the drawing, going, "Yeah, fucking come at me, oh, mate!" It just gets me absolutely psyched for this <laughs> event to begin. I cannot wait for the Pipe Masters to kick off. Oh, it come is on! My- Favourite spectacle in the sporting calendar. It's a fucking cone off of epic proportions. Holy shit, Mourn mm. Corn. Still with the Hawaiians, in my default, the Maui meat hacking tube pig aerialist who has been compared to John John Florence by some of the coaches I overheard there at the uh, HPC on the Gold Coast. Uh, plenty of form at pipe and backdoor in free surfs, but not much to go on in the competitive arena. He was beaten in the pipe trials back in 2018 by none other than the great Japanese cult hero and star of the last uh, Greatest Stories Never Told edition, mm. if you'd like to get the full story. Takayuki Wakita. The Wakita ball. The uh, 50-year-old gath-wearing maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, so, yeah, and he was beaten by Medina in the round of 32 and 29 in the Pipe Masters, despite getting an absolute synapse melter at Pipe for a near perfect 9.57. So we can pack him and pack him well for him. Mm, we talked about this at the start of the app, Smithy. Uh, the young Hawaiians getting their first CT, their first proper, you know, experience in the big leagues at home is just a fucking monster bonus. Like, for, for so many years, um, and we all know that pro surfers, glorious as their lives may be, are prone to a bit of whinging. But fuck, you used to hear it all the time around Snapper. The, the Cooley kids, you know, getting that, that big launch pad for the start of a world title run by having their home break as the first event of the season. I mean, mate, it was just that much fucking chirping away from the back stalls uh, from, from pretty upset people. I remember, uh, I think it might have been Kalani Rob once. I, I overheard in a competitor's area going... Fuck, you know, like, why don't they have uh, first event of the season at Rocky Lefts and see who fucking is leading the ratings at the end of that comp? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a, it's a true thing. Uh, I think the pendulum has swung in favour of the Hawaiians now, uh, which is great. Like, I've got no problem with that. Like, starting the year in Hawaii, fuck, why not? Um, and, yeah, man, look, I just think uh, you, you, whenever you're there for a Hawaiian event and you see those guys walk down the beach with their boards, the crowd support, like, the amount of love that gets sent their way is undeniable it's just fully lifting and you get on board with it uh, regardless of where you're from um you think fanning and parko snapper so they experience the same thing you know running down for a final it's just like one-way traffic as far as the crowd's concerned Oki at bells had that um and imai is hugely popular they love him on the north shore i think he can uh, he can ride a bit of that that momentum the only thing that really worries me about the hawaiians uh, especially the young hawaiians paddling out with that sort of energy is just putting a bit too much pressure on, on themselves to deliver and basically falling into that John John trap where you're, I've got to do well here, I've got to do well, and you just you miss the little things that are going on in heats, those split seconds where a Medina can just end you. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, that, that was evidenced by Imai's poor showing at Haliever, a wave that's, you know, purpose-built for mm. him. You just uh, you feel it over there, man. It's not a big place, Hawaii. Mm. Like, the North Shore in particular is like a giant country town mm. where – 
you can't move without bumping into someone who you, you're mates with or you know or you've got a beef with or, you know, Foodland, you've been there, Smithy. Mm. Fuck, it's like two and a half hours just to get a coffee there in the morning. Yeah, that's right. Luckily, I just hid out in the canned food aisle so there was no <laughs> pro surface down there on the journalist budget eating spam and weird-ass no chili con for you. No, no Pokeballs for Smith. Dog. Oh, sorry. And number two, here comes the Anzac charge, Vaughn. The Battler Brigade is sacking up and ready to give it a red-hot crack. In 2022, let's start with a couple of the Battlers first at the top of the Aussie uh, charge there at Pipeline. Connor O'Leary, the Cronulla Tube Pig, now in his third tilt at the World Tour. I mean, by rights, this guy should get a result at Pipeline. Mm. He's from the home of the Australian slab, the birthplace of Australian slab surfing, Cronulla. He's got voodoo on one side of the headland, an ultra conequential, meaty, Hawaiian-style cone that can hold up to 8 to 10 mm. foot. And bigger. Yep, and uh, Cape Salander on the other side, the infamous right slab that makes Backdoor look like an absolute cakewalk. Mm. He lives up here with us now in the Northern Rivers, but the ability to pack big blue orbs was the first skill he would have learned as a surfer coming of age, and it will be deeply wired into his bones, Vaughn. He's had some uh, you know, some good results at, at Chopes. Got done by DeGoat on a twin fin in his last start at the Pipe Masters, but it was pretty piddly Backdoor from memory. Um, I think the late season shift for the Pipe Comp and the likelihood of an event run from start to finish in proper pipe and backdoor conditions will suit him. Mm. And, and I just hope that, uh, look, he's a guy who is constantly looking at where he's at, where he's going, how to get there. Uh, I think he rides the emotional roller coaster probably more so than your top end Medinas and all that sort of thing, you know. Uh, and that was really a big part of the, the sort of, you, you pull that one card out from the bottom early last year and, and, and it really sort of fell to pieces quickly. Connor's at his best having fun. He's at his best when he's a leader, when he's around the troops. He's got the the bat, the Anzacs around him, you know. Like, there's a bunch of them on tour. They did so well in the back half of the uh, Challenger Series last year. This will be the year, Smith. This w- should be the year of Connor. And uh, I just want to throw right now to Parker's nose, um, who's got this to say about the rookies heading over there for the Pipe Masters. If anyone knows, you know who knows? I'm really excited to see these young Aussies. I cannot wait to see Callum, Liam, even the the guys that were there last year too. Uh, I'm just excited to see them guys. I'm really pumped for those young guys. I don't realise how those guys go hard. They charge hard and I think people are underestimating them. I sent Callum a message going, best thing you'll ever have done for you is those guys will underestimate you. So that's my my uh, my thoughts. They're good. They're really good, and I think they're underestimated. I, you know, like Morgan proved it last year, and I think it'd be so cool to see them get some good pipe um, and and get the lineup to themselves. They'll, you know, you haven't got the, the hassle of a free surf, which is a pain in the absolute side. It can be so hard trying to get waves out there on free surf. I just love to see them. When they got priority and they're sitting out the back, they get to position themselves where they want to be positioned and how they want to ride the wave. It'll be awesome. 
Eddie like that, Smithy. Oh, the Evans head battler, Callum Robson. I'm loving that. Uh, he's a total unknown quantity in waves of mortal conicoins, especially in the Pacific, to my knowledge anyway. But Parco, you know, he's from uh, – they, they share a region in, in the north coast and uh, southeast Queensland, so mm. Parco knows. And actually, I know Parco surfs some misto slabs up this way with Cal, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm sure he's got a bit of inside knowledge that's Evans right, mate. And, and I saw, uh, he's right, all those guys who qualified really know how to pack it. And um, I saw just this morning, Jacko Baker, the fucking carnival strongman, sending it over the ledge, a pretty sizey backdoor and getting right into the innards of one, mate. So good signs there from the rookie class. And just quickly, I think, uh, you know, although it's summer here, I don't think there's any excuse for the Australian rookie class or any Australian surfer hoping to do well at the Pipe Masters to be arriving in Hawaii underdone because there is, uh, you know, there is stretches of coastline on this vast island continent that do fucking cone and slab off their dial and during our swell. summer. Oh. And we've had summer. Um, you know, the southern coastline, the western coastlines. So I, if I was, if it was me uh, competing at the Pipe Masters and I was, you know, you know, trying to get myself up for it and just a bit of experience in heavy waves. I would be doing strike missions all over this country mm. in the lead up to pipe because you know you're fucking going to struggle for waves out there uh, at the best of times. So I'm hoping that that was part of the, the preparation and game plan of these guys that they were just striking, you know, drop fucking f- uh, a grand 1500 on a quick strike to West Oz or wherever it is and, uh, you know, just chase some fucking meaty slabs. You know, don't take a film. You don't have to take a film. You don't have to put this shit on your Instagram or whatever. Mm. Just go there and get familiar with pure surfing. You know, it's the surfing that we all love. It's what it's all about, packing fucking orbs. Mm. Um, and there's no shortage of them here in your November, December window. So I hope I hope they've really tapped in and just enjoyed what this continent has to offer and they take a bit of tube form Agreed. over the pipe. Agreed. Another guy feeding off that Anzac energy, the big O, Ooh. Owen Wright. Uh, you know, on his day, no one better on the planet in media orbs and absolute maniacs, a chope, a chope's champ, a 10 uh, backside at the boxing, his first ever attempt at surfing the waves, so backdoor shouldn't be an issue for him. But uh, his results at Pipe don't really reflect his ability, and I'm not exactly sure why that is. Uh, might you know might be to do with how hard it is to get waves there in free surfs. His, his last three results there: a 17th to Yago Dora, a 25th to Seth Moniz, a 25th to Ethan Ewing in 2018, a 25th to Ethan Ewing in 2017. But uh, all of this following that life-threatening head injury, mm. mind you, that he suffered out there. So, I um, mean, prior to the head injury. Uh, looking at his results, a ninth to Toledo at the Pipe Masters, a 13th to Damo Hobgood, a 13th to Evan Valer, the underground Hawaiian tube pig goofy foot, a fifth to Flores back in 2010 was his best result, and that was in his first start at the event. So, uh, yeah, you read on the big oval? Oh, just uh, he said it himself in uh, the Swellians versus, I think, uh, two or three episodes back, if you want to uh, tap into that, Swellians. But... You know, he's due. He's ready. Uh, the the initial years of, of basically having to reacquaint himself with Pipeline, they're all locked away now. It's all back in there. The, uh, you know, positioning, the the ones to take, the ones not to take, uh, just the, the gumption that you need to really feel confident out there. It's all in the me- memory banks again, Smithy, and it's ordered, and the, the confidence and the fucking true Owen pipeline relationship is about to blossom again. He's, he's well overdue for a pipe result, and I think, you know, if, if there's going to be a year for him to do it, 
uh, a big, meaty pipe year like the one we're seeing could just be the absolute mwah. Yeah. Mwah. And could be the fucking juice. You'd think he's, uh, you know, he's surpassed that that head injury hoodoo with the win at Chopes. He's, he's back to Big all time. kinds of form yeah. in waves of moral conequence. He says it himself. So uh, you can only trust what the man himself is, is talking about. He's very, very honest with where he's at. Um, you know, in the same interview, he'll admit that there's always work to do. Uh, his, his injury is an ongoing thing. But when it comes to surfing heavy waves, he's right at home. It is all locked away. Finally, the favourite out of the Anzac Brigade, the Vortex Shaman, Jack Robinson. Has this country produced a better tube rider? I don't think so. He's the winner of the snapped 450K for the best section, uh, the majority of which featured him packing filthy, filthy rompers. And runner-up at the Haliever Challenger Series events, beaten by who else but DeGoat at his last Pipe Masters start for mm. a ninth-place finish. Uh, he was the trialist before that at Pipe, beaten by uh, Justin Bicree for a 51st-place finish in 2018, 2018. Made it through to the main game in 2015, where he was beaten by D'Souza for a 25th-place finish. He has, however, won a Vulcan Pipe Pro crown in, in 2019, and was one of only a couple of tour competitors to get a start into Dehui's backdoor shootout that finished just the other day. So he's done a massive stint on the North Shore this winter. Um, he's without question our best hope, in my opinion, Vaughn. You read on, Robbo. Agreed, agreed. And I think he's as ready as he'll ever be, Smithy. He's brimming with Bemi Froth. His mind is churning with Trev Philosophy. His self-belief needle is skittering off the red, about to break the glass. It's building, it's building, it's building for the Vortex Shaman. And this could be the rocket he's hoping to uh, hitch his ride to. Um, basically, for the start of the season that he was looking for last year before the virus fucking shit all over everything. But, uh, mate, I- I'm going to send it again to the 2012 Pipeline Master because nobody knows like Parkos knows. Here's his read on Robbo. If anyone knows, you know who knows? Parkos knows. Yeah, definitely. That Halle Eva stuff that he posted was really cool. That was sick. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I still feel a pipe. Like I can't, you know, even though he's an incredible pipe, so he might be a finalist. I can't see him. I can't see how anyone could beat John, but definitely. But at Sunset, that kid is amazing. Mm. I, I think Robbo at Sunset, I, you know, the way he can. He can surf out there, and plus his knowledge of big waves—the way he gets around a big break like that—is amazing. I, I hope, um, I hope, like I could easily chalk him down for a win there, no problem at all. At number one, Vaughn, the Brazilian Storm, the big three from bottom to top: Italo Ferreira, Felipe Toledo, and Gabriel Medina. We interrupt this episode of Blitz to bring you breaking news. Not quite breaking. It's well known now that Gabriel Medina has officially withdrawn from the Pipe Masters and the rest of the 2022 WSL season to focus on his mental and emotional well-being after an incredibly successful but also tumultuous 2021 season that saw him claim his dream of winning a third world title but also have his personal life and struggles at home with family played out in the press. Might not have been hugely tapped into globally, but it was certainly huge news in Brazil. Already rumours are circulating that he might now only skip a couple of events and not the full season as he 
uh, alerted us to on his Instagram page. But I think what every fan of pro surfing really hopes for is that he does take as much time as he needs to heal and find a place of peace and contentment. And he's able to rejuvenate and uh, also reevaluate the meaning and purpose in his life in an environment that allows those kind of truths to reveal themselves because it's unlikely that the World Tour is one of them. Um, many of the greats have taken time out at the top of their game, from Slater and Andy Irons to Oki. Even Carissa Moore was set to take a year off ju- just before the uh, pandemic kicked in. So uh, the focus and the dedication needed to perform at this level physically, tactically, emotionally, it just puts an incredible strain on the body and the mind. And we just wish Gabby all the best, all the time, space and energy that he needs to do what he feels needs to be done at this time. So, Kyo Abelli will take Gabby's spot on tour. That's the uh, first order of business in light of Gabby's withdrawal. And as we heard earlier, Ryan Callanan injured out of the draw. His spot in the Pipe Masters taken by Ivan Florence, the younger brother of John John, of course. Finished third in last year's HIC Pipeline Pro final where he was beaten by Big Bro, but not before stuffing himself in a warped 10-point cone right in front of old neckbeard. Yeah, F. Uh, so another big opportunity here for Ivan, who'll be up against Philippe Toledo in round one, a man with a lot to prove, looking for a big result in this Pipeline Masters to kick off, you know, another world title campaign. Finally, before we uh, end this news break, congrats to John John Florence and Chris Moore for taking out Back-to-back fans, triple crowns. Risp won at all three venues, Halieva, Sunset and Pipeline. While Florence won Halieva and Sunset, but could only manage a third at Pipe behind Billy Kemper and the surprise breakout performer of the season, Crosby Cola Pinto, packing sickening orbs for a season to remember. We return to regular programming, reminding you that this episode was recorded before Gabby's decision to withdraw from Pipeline and the 2022 season had been announced. Ferrara first, the 29 world champ, beaten by Medina in his last start at the Pipe Masters for a third place finish, uh, which was a telling result in the context of last year in which Medina unquestionably had the wood on him all season. A reverse of forced tunes from their last duel for the title in 2019, uh, in which Italo beat Medina to win the Pipe Masters and the title in pumping conditions for what was one of the great showdowns in history. 2021, for me, uh, added testament to that old adage of success, often proving corrosive. Mm. Uh, You know, it's easy to lift your foot off the pedal once you're on top of the world. And with Medina nipping at your heels, you only have to take your foot off for a heartbeat Mm. uh, to see him gallivanting off in the distance. (laughs) It's so fucking true. Uh, He had a fifth at the Pipe Masters in 2017 to Kanoa Igarashi, and that was his previous best result. So... You know, not great pedigree at Pipe, mm. really, um, apart from the Pipe Masters' victory. Uh, so that only goes further to how clutch this guy is, winning the event to win his first world title. Mm. That's just unbelievable. Oh, so good. Unbelievable. Yeah. What a win it was. As a pure surf fan, you've got to be licking your lips at the prospect of another year of Italo and Medina going head-to-head. It's Federer v Nadal. It's Ali v. Foreman. It's AI v. DeGoat. It's it's Kerrigan v. Harding, mate. That's what I read. It's like <laughs> with lead pipes at the ready, Smithy. Set the target on those emotional kneecaps and hammer away until someone starts crying. 
That's how it works for these guys. Uh, Italo, funnily enough, backing himself as Stab Surfer of the Year. Did you just cop that? Fuck, it was funny. They uh, Stab do the big pole, try and get as many different um, personalities and pro surfers to sort of comment on who they thought was the best surfer of 2021. Results pending, but... Uh, I just love the mind games of, of Italo, you know. He's like, he's almost saying to Gabby here, oh, you won the world title? You dominated the year? No, I am the surfer of 2021. You're just a cracked egg on my GQ Man of the Year cover. <laughs> uh, it's brilliant stuff. The, the level of personality, Smith, the Brazilians have brought to this era of pro surfing is only akin to the wild, ego, nut-wrenching, fluoro, mini-short, megathon, glory years of the 80s. And I, for one, am frothing on it. Obrigado, Brazilian surfing. It is the most colourful, the most out there, the loudest and proudest fucking surf personality, you know, battle going on at the top of the ratings there. And it's just fucking epic to watch. Yep, absolutely. Agreed. And the road to pipe for Italo, well, it's hard to really tell. I mean, uh, I haven't heard a lot about what he's been up to, but a scan of his Instagram feed suggests uh, a few parties on boats, clasping cans of Red Bull surrounded by DJ decks. Uh, you know, not the best sign of pipe success, to be honest. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of gym sessions, a lot of self selfies with his beans and brown rice eight-pack out, and a few leg presses worn with a jacked Brazilian bombshell sitting on top of the weights, shouting instructions at him. I shit you not, that actually happens. Uh, borrowing from the handbook of the Evans head battler, Callum Robson there, a touch. Mm. So I guess he's gone the Denny Wills, uh, Mick Campbell pipe preparation route for their duel with the goat back in 98. And we all know how that panned mm. Didn't pan out well. Didn't pan out well. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one, mate. Like, these guys just back themselves on, on a level like you just cannot believe. Hey, like, Wilsey and, and Cambo knew full well what they were up against. Full well. Like, they were basically looking at uh, a world title heat against the greatest ever pipeline and world champion, like greatest ever surfer of all time, even by that stage. With uh, Medina, um, Italo and Felipe, you know, not spending any time in Hawaii in a year where it's just absolutely cooking and you're seeing the shit that John John's doing and that these young guys have been, been doing over there. The only thing I can think of, well, the only reason why they're not there and why they're not sort of even concerned with dropping clips and they're quite happy to hang out on boats or hang from hang from the ceiling and have mates punch them in the guts with fucking boxing gloves on, is that they just back themselves. They're just there going, fuck it. No, I'll just get there late and uh, good luck to you if you draw me in a heat because I'm, I'm that good. Uh, it can backfire. It may backfire. But, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting, you know, for such a, a, a pumping year and you will never hear anyone who's won a pipeline telling you you can win out there without putting in the time. Mm, mm. Just doesn't happen. Toledo. Saying that, Goat got to Hawaii late too. Mm, mm. Yeah, but uh, I mean... But he's got the form. Fuck, he's got the form. He's got the pedigree more so than almost anyone you can think of. Uh, Toledo, obviously fresh off a runner-up to Medina at the Trestle Showdown, uh, marking his comeback from a nasty bout of depression. Uh, Ooh. Beaten by Leo Firavanti and Ricardo Christie for a pair of 17ths in his last two outings at the Pipe Masters. Mm. Uh, his career best at pipe, a fifth to Medina way back in 2014. Hard to see him going deep in the events here with that kind of pipe pedigree. Uh, well, with the kind of pipe pedigree in the draw as well, you'd have to say. so. Uh, but you just never know of these top five Brazilians. They surprise you they constantly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, think um, for Toledo, uh, there's a lot 
to prove, you know, a pipeline and Chopu. This is just like a, along with sort of brother and white chalky, he's the guy who's got that sort of growing sense of, of it's, it's right there for you, man. It's right there. It's, it's like it's, you can almost touch it, but there's just no wiggle room or empathy from surf fans for Toledo, for brother, for Geordie anymore. Like these guys have had so much time to get their their act together in these waves of conequence, and uh, it's now. Now is the time. Um, you know, like Toledo won Margaret's last year, Smithy, in pretty fucking sensational sensational waves, especially those early rounds. But by the time we got to the goat pool, it was almost like it never happened, and that's what he's up against now. You know, his reputation is always going to start drifting back to where his strengths lie. He, he, he did so much in those WSL finals to bring us, you know, back, make us fall back in love with him, which is, uh, was awesome. Like that was a fucking unbelievable spectacle what he did on that finals day. But there's just that giant, great big fucking white elephant in the room. Elephant in the room, sorry. I don't know if it's white. Could be grey. Could be pink. Who knows, fucking Smithy. But that elephant needs to be addressed by Toledo. And um, has he put in the time? Have you seen any waves of him in these big, you know, leading into their first event of the season, big pipe swells that have just been on offer? Sure, it's hard to get a wave, but you've got to get out there, surely, mate. Mm, mm. It's so difficult. I guess favouring that equation is just the fact that the comp is taking place later on in the year, by which time all the pipe heavies and apex predators have had a bit more of their fill, say, versus mm. November, December. So, I mean... I just feel like the surf fans, man, they're going to be looking at Toledo in every heat with real judgy eyes, like uh, like you know, your mum and dad reading your report card when you're a kid, just like, oh, no, nah, shaking their head, tis, tis, tisking. Um, so, yeah, a lot of work to do there for Toledo, I think. Top of the pops in the Brazilian storm, Gabriel Medina, the three-time world champ, the reigning world champ, Brazil's first ever world champ, the Brazo Goat. What an athlete he is, Vaughn. Uh, nerves, surgically removed as a child, uh, but also just one of the real good guys of elite sport. You know, a kind-hearted, uh, generous-with-his-time guy. I'm a big fan of how he gets around, and he's only added to that reputation with his appointment of the Cronulla Core Lord and truth-seeking, truth-telling, super-surf brain, Andy King. His record at Piper, well, it's among the best out of anyone on tour, mm. bar to goat, uh, although he'd prefer a few less runner-ups. He's had an unbelievable four second-place finishes at the Pipe Masters in total. That's got to hurt. Runner-up to John John at the last Pipe Masters. Runner-up to Italo, the one before that, where he coughed up the world title. Doesn't get much more agonizing than that. Uh, Took out the Pipe Masters to win the title the year before that. Uh, So... Yeah, and the runner-up to D'Souza in 2015 for D'Souza's wow. maiden crown. Runner-up to Julian back in 2014. Uh, but that was a, a title-winning year for Medina. That's an unbelievable record, Smithy. And yeah, I'd just uh, looking forward to your chat with Andy King, mate. Let's have a listen. Hey. Kingy, talk to us about the wave itself there and the nature of competing at Pipeline. Oh, far out, I think. Yeah, like that pipe, far out. Yeah, there's so many... Well, where do you start? There's so many, um, so many factors involved with that joint. Like, there's this gonna go <laughs> psychological skill level, um, and, and again, like the amount of time, practice, um, sleeplessness. Um, fuck, there's so many, so many factors, and it's the only wave in the world. Like, cause you're you're living on the shelf, um, but you hear it. Well, 
you know, obviously I don't am deaf, but when I did hear it, like, you, know, you can feel the vibrations when that, oh, when that thing hits the shelf, like it actually vibrates through your accommodation. So you're never away from it. You're never not looking at it. Um, just that heightened sense. You're in fight or flight for the entire time that you're around that, that waiting period. It's like far out, and it's so intense. But somebody that doesn't live there and now, I'm looking at the skill level and what those guys are doing, like, Nobody's, the people like are sitting now where they used to go left, um, they're, they're crossing over, they're sitting so far back, like they're almost sitting off the wall to go left and they're sitting at beach park to go right, like the skill that there is, like the, um, the, the, and the level that's going on there now, by, by what I'm seeing, it's just like I never, I never imagined it to have ever gotten like that where they're toying with it now, um, they're mucking around with, with something that, for general population and even freaking probably 60% of the CT is life and death. There's those top, top freaking echelon of crew that are just toying with it, which is just, yeah, the divide there is just phenomenal. Yeah, no, nah, absolutely. And talk to us about preparing for an event at Pipe, given how hard it is to get waves out there as a travelling pro. And uh, as you said, it's also one of the most complex waves on the planet. So... Um, you know, you really do need time in the lineup there, yet it's almost impossible to get waves. Like, it must be such an incredibly difficult event to prepare for. Oh, for sure. Like, I think that um, it just takes no different even to what we were talking about. Like, that, you know, that's how surfing's mecca. So you have to definitely work your way up and, and earn your respect. Like, I don't, I just think, you know, like what I, I and I really respected um, Julian, I think Julian Wilson did it incredible. Like he used to put a spring suit or a short arm steamer on and he would sit there and let set after set go um, until he picked a window and then he realised where he could get a window in the pecking order when the, the, the bosses and the, and the crew were gone, um, he was ready to go. So he might even sit on the channel for two hours before he'd make a move and, and have a crack at something can I just think that alone like yeah you, you basically got to sit in it and it's just again that um for any developing pro would be that exposure thing you have to you have to be out there you can't be sitting in watching it um because that just drives anticipation and and you overthink it you have to just get in the water and sit there and pick your window it might be mean you're sitting in the lineup for six hours it's such a good point, man. And and Jules paid to play out there. Like he really earned his place. Um, you know, in the Pipe Masters final with Medina, he got fucking flogged, absolutely flogged on a couple. I remember running a photo in Waves magazine of him just looked like he needed a parachute. He was jumping just like belly flopped out of a fucking ten footer out there. I think he bruised his ribs. It kind of fucked him up too. But uh, had a serious dig, and it, it paid dividends in, in the. Long run, but um, yeah, it is something that you you can't just you just can't arrive there underdone because you just don't do well. It's that simple, isn't it? Exactly. And then there's even then, like you know, you even do the rounds and and go around to Uncle Tony's house and and um and even before you paddle out in the lineup, you you go around to the houses and and speak to the crew and ask how the year's been and just be really respectful and find out what's going on before you even paddle out because a lot of stuff that you don't see or you won't pick up in the water that you can pick up by conversations and just um, just speaking to those crew. It's almost a, 
an element of getting permission um, before you even paddle out. So there's so many, so many things in place that I think are neglected by by a lot of people, and I think that's um, hats off to Julian. I think he did that incredible, and and it pays dividends in the long run. That's such an incredible insight. Yeah, just you know, crossing the T's, dotting the I's. You know. Yeah, making uh, you know, making connections with all the locals like Tony Moniz and uh, you know, whoever else you can get the year of is such an important step. Uh, in order, you need that. It's one of the few places on earth uh, or on the tour where you just you need a, a level of grassroots respect um, and acknowledgement to to have any kind of an impact there. In in terms of um, Gabe's preparation to pipe, can you can you give us any insight there and, and the kind of objectives or focus heading into that event? Oh, like I just honestly, like I I, I can't really go there. If that's cool, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I, I can't go there, Chad. If that's all right, mate. That's so fine. Uh, I understand how sensitive. Yeah, but I um yeah, like totally, like you said, I just think you just have to go off um you just have to go off his track record. Um, with in that location, you know, like he's one of the most the highest level of consistency per, yeah. Um, so just that um, alone, like yeah, just just uh, yeah. So um, yeah, just his, his experience and his skill level, um, and and his love for that wave. Um, there's a want there, but yeah, um, yeah. But I, I think um. You know, one of the other things I want to I wanted to touch on as well, um, and 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 one of pe- like people that I think all of Australians um, and and I, I, he's our cultural compass, but Maurice Cole, uh, Maurice Cole, um, his his ability to give us um, just to even give us an entry into Hawaii and into to um, that any any um, sort of travelling like Maurice. Um, it's so behind the scenes when it comes to um, um, uh, amending any old wounds that any Australian had back in the 70s and 80s. If it wasn't for Maurice, we wouldn't, um, yeah, none of us would have even probably been allowed to go back there. You know, it could have, it could have completely twisted the shape of Australian surfing if it, if it wasn't for Maurice back in the 70s. And um, yeah, so I just want to shout out like Maurice is like a cultural compass of so many locations for so many of those people that have. Actually, even given us a, the ability to paddle out there. Wow, that's incredible! Yeah, that indigenous connection. Uh, you know, a native of this big island, and uh, yeah, you did have a really tight relationship with Sonny Garcia and a few of those old school Hawaiian heavies that would have really helped having him on side for sure. Um, maybe you can give us some insight finally, just into um, you know just how challenging last year, last year was for everyone, but particularly the Brazilians. You spent so much time on the road. I mean, like, how long were they on the road for, and and what sort of an effect did that have? Um, yeah, um, far out. Yeah, but well, well, Australia was. They had so you've got a. They had so. Well, let me just do the math. But they, they were for the Australian leg. They were away for three months when you include isolation, and then you want to put the Olympics in that campaign, and then uh, Mexico and Trestles another three months. So you're looking at about. Oh, man, I reckon the, the South American crew, the Brazilians not going home, they spent 300 days on the road. Fucking hell. Yeah, and they, they're the ones that complain the least. They're the ones that actually, they, um, they complain the least, to be honest. Like everyone, all the, all the blow-ups and everything and the retirees and it all came, um, yeah. Yeah, it was, um, 
Yeah, so that was, I mean, there's, a, again, when you talk about profiling too, um, I had the mentality, and I sort of passed it on to the athletes, but, um, you know, like, we just forget so quickly. Um, and when going back to, you know, that text I sent you about um, the, the, the downfalls of comfort, like, um, my, my grandfather served in the Navy for 12 years, and he went away to war for three years through to protect Papua New Guinea and then obviously um, Sumatra and all through Asia. Um, and he never even knew when he was coming home. Um, so he would leave port and go and defend the country. He didn't know. Like, when he left, well, he had absolutely no idea. Um, he had motherfuckers shooting at him. Um, and we're eating buffets and traveling the world to perfect lives and know that it's going to be three months max and we're still whinging like that. That made me really sad in a lot of ways, like how quickly I was forgotten what it meant to be, yeah, to, to what the freedoms that we were given only two generations ago. Like, so whenever I got down and obviously missed my family and I just, yeah, fuck, I just thought, I thought of that. Like, just thought, man, I've got no one shooting at me. Like, look, I'm fucking having a ball. I went and chased waves with Callahan. We went and chased waves after Mexico event because Tahiti was on surfing perfect left up in Sinaloa and, and um, and most crew were freaking out, going, "Oh, this is the hardest year of our lives." I'm like, "Fuck off!" Mm. Yeah, no, it's incredible. It's such a good point. I mean, it's something that comes with the territory of big money and comfort is uh, just a, a lack of resilience, a lack of grit. And Brazilian surfing's got the mortgage on that. It's undeniable. Uh, and fuck, man, it's just you know, it's one of those things. That it's hard to see an end to their reign of dominance. Uh, John John's really the only one, the only kind of question mark in that draw. Yeah, and, and yeah, like I said, that level, like, and I just, the other thing, like, again, I just, I've so much respect for the, for what they're doing and that skill level, because I, I want, this is the other thing, I think that educational piece is that those guys are our R&D, you know, like, they're the ones that are, that we're mimicking, um, not only the equipment we're using, like, obviously, in our bottom curves and volume and our boards and, and the materials and everything, but yeah, that, 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 their fins and they're making that, they're making that, um, yeah, I just think, it kind of, I, I just think, uh, like, that high-performance space is a little bit under, underrated, how much influence it has across the board. Um, I don't like it just being kind of, and especially this is where John shines, is it just being um, to make money and professionalism. Like, those guys are experimenting and, and taking our sport that, that's going to bring us all along. Absolutely. And, and just the sheer ability of Medina and Italo at Pipeline, a wave that, you know, in theory, they have no real place to be that good at. And, and they're, they're unbelievable out there. You know, there's not waves like Pipeline in Brazil, although Mauritius, you know, it's, it's compared or it's described as the Oahu of Brazil, but it, it's not Oahu. It's definitely not Oahu. <laughs> um, yeah, it's that's such remarkable. a good point. Like, you know, I think, um, yeah, that's a really good point. Like, I, um, I almost, yeah, like, I, I recognise that, but I, I just, um, yeah, I, I kind of, yeah, like, I, I have so much, so much respect for that skill level that they can do that, and especially, especially how hard that environment is, you know, for them them to be able to, to shine over there, like, yeah, we, we've, we're pretty blessed here in Australia, but, um, you know, for, for waves like that, yeah, so you, you're exactly right, like, 
hats off to them because they haven't lived in it and they haven't grown up in that. That's exactly right. Like, it's another level where... Yeah, they're both pipe masters, Idolo and Gabe. Can't wait for the event to begin, man. Fuck, it's a ripper. Thanks so much for your time, King. You're the yeah, King. Yeah, mate, mate. Great to speak to you, Jed. You're a legend, mate. See you, brother. Fucking earth. Good on you, King. See you, brother. See you, pal. Bye, mate. Bye. You can't leave Vaughn without special mention of the GOAT, who will uh, turn 50 the day after the Pipe Masters waiting period finishes. Oh, jeez, that augurs well for a fucking classic Slater finale, doesn't it? Yeah, I and mean... This, this is all just lining up beautifully There's numbers coming at him from every direction. The mind boggles. I mean, he's still scalping the biggest and best names out there mm. at uh, 49, 48 years old. Before uh, you go 40, into it... It's endless. Yeah, just before we get into this, can you have a listen to this? If anyone knows, you know who knows? Marcos knows. Marcos knows. I don't know. <laughs> I just would love to give that opportunity to someone young and eager and, you know, oh, that's just the way I see it. Um, you know, I think it's amazing what he's doing and it's amazing experience for everyone who gets to come up and surf against him. But, uh, you know, sometimes I feel like maybe he takes an opportunity away from someone that's, you know, eager, willing and in their early 20s to, you know, make a name for themselves. But then on the other hand, it's incredible the legacy that he's leaving too. So part of the parcel. Yeah, true. And I mean, do you think he's got the skills to win it though? Because I kind of feel like he does. Mate, guy surfed that many heats, he knows how to win them. <laughs> like, there's no, mate, he could come up against John John. And you know what? The presence of him in a heat is sometimes greater than the ability. Like, he, he's, he's you know, he demands the, the lineup. He knows it so well. He definitely, if it's a perfect little backdoor uh, swell too, like, He'll out-tube, out-tube right everyone. Yeah, man, I can't believe it. Like, 50. Still still wanting it. So there you go, Smithy. Someone who isn't that impressed with uh, Slater entering the Pipe Masters on his 50th birthday. <laughs> wow. I mean, that is a, that's a harsh call, uh, especially considering he knocked Jack Robinson in the last Pipe Masters mm. uh, before finally being edged out by John John Florence in the semis on his way to winning his first ever Pipe Masters. So... Plenty of form for the goat, I believe. Mm. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, obviously John finally getting the nod there over to goat last year, following half a dozen losses to him at mm. Pipe, including a Pipe Masters final in 2013. As mentioned, uh, again a fifth to the goat in 2011 and a 13th to him in 2010. Uh, the goat finished third to Idolo, the eventual world champ and Pipe Master in 2019. He uh, finished third to event winner Julian Wilson in 2018. Um, and just let, let's just wrap our head around this form for the sheer longevity of the man. Competed in his first world tour event in 1989, where he was defeated by Barton Lynch. You are fucking <laughs> fucking hell. I mean, uh, several of his competitors weren't even born yet. Uh, he won his first pipe. Ma- he won his first pipe masters in '92, and his last aged 41 in 2013, where he beat John. He's won it seven times, more than any other surfer in history. And I'm tipping a quarterfinal finish at the very worst for the goat. I'm backing out 100%. And look, speculating on the goat's future is a fool's errand. We've all been there. We've all done it. I think we threw a retirement party for him at the uh, Torquay Bowls Club that uh, has proved to be quite the foolish act in retrospect, Smith. Um, The big thing. I just wonder how much he's got one eye on the Aussie leg because the whole Djokovic saga 
is really going to start, you know, becoming a thing for Kelly as he starts looking towards, you know, his place in this, uh, the two Aussie events, Bells and Margie. So, oh, it's an interesting one, man. I mean, he really wants to make sure he's got some runs on the board. If, if, if this is his last year on tour, he doesn't want to um, slide too far out of the ratings. I think he's, he's going to have one eye on that top five. Uh, this is one of the re- one of the events where he has to make it count, and he has to make it count even more if there's any likelihood that the Aussie leg isn't going to factor into his year. Mm. Yeah, it's a really interesting equation. I mean, Bell's Beach has been a happy hunting ground for him. Margs is not a way that he enjoys at all. So I mean, you look at the events then that he can compete in. And Sunset, too, isn't, isn't a happy mm, hunting ground. Mm. So. But Pipeline, Super Tubes, G-Land, they are, I mean, if you can get to G-Land. So it's going to be Pipe, uh, essentially it's going to hinge on Pipe, Sunset, and Super Tubes mm. prior to that cutoff. Um, I back him to get through to G-Land. And once he's there, mate, he will put on a fucking clinic. Here we go, joint. mate. The wow. goat at G-Land. <laughs> That's a wrap for Blitz Vaughn. Thanks for tuning in, uh, everyone out there. The Billabong Pro Pipeline begins on January 29. I can't wait. Let's do it, Smithy. Woo! You've been listening to Blitzed, and ain't that swell pro-surfing sponge bath.